Hello, I'm Brett Yules, and welcome to Multitrack Masters, a podcast exploring the multi-tracks of some of popular music's biggest hits. We'll be talking about how they were made, the stories behind them, and the creative process. Today's episode is on Janet Jackson's 1997 hit, Got Till It's Gone. The song features Q-Tip, who's from A Tribe Called Quest, and it also features Joni Mitchell, who was a singer-songwriter from the 70s. Got Till It's Gone was the lead single from Janet's sixth studio album, The Velvet Rope. The song was written and produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, uh, a production duo mainly from the 80s and 90s, and we're actually going to be talking a lot about them throughout this podcast. If you go to their Wikipedia page, you can see a long list of their songwriting and production credits. And they've worked with some pretty big artists that you might have heard of, like Michael Jackson, Mary J. Blige, Usher, Alexander O'Neill, New Edition, The Human League. Their list just goes on and on. But enough about them, let's start our story. So Janet actually met Q-Tip on a film set. It was for a 1993 film called Poetic Justice, and Janet plays the lead and Q-Tip plays the part of her boyfriend. Once the production for the film had finished, Janet knew that she wanted to work with Q-Tip, but at the time she felt like she didn't have the right sort of song for him. So fast forward a little bit to 1996 and Janet's in the studio working on this new album and most of the songs for the album are done at this point but some big wig on the record label decided that there needed to be another song for a single. So Janet decided to get back in touch with Q-Tip about working on a song together. So Q-Tip said yes and was on board so Janet asked her producers Jimmy and Terry to work on a song. They decided that they wanted to write something authentic to hip-hop that would suit Q-Tip's style. Janet at this point wasn't really known for hip-hop, she was more R&B. So Jimmy was looking for some sort of inspiration and found it in the hip-hop producer Jay Diller. Specifically, he found it in Jay Diller's remix for the brand new heavy song, Sometimes. Here's a little clip. I began to realize I've been doing wrong So hopefully you can hear there the influence that Jimmy took from Jay Diller. The swing of the drums, the subby bass line, they're both characteristics of what makes up a Jay Diller song. So Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's background is mainly in funk and R&B. If you listen to their back catalogue, most of their songs are played in by hand. So synths, guitars, basses, they were all played in live. The only exception is that they often programmed and sequenced drum machines. So whilst they were working on the album, Jimmy and Terry hired a guy called Alex Richberg, who was a drum programmer. He introduced Jimmy to a sampler and a sequencer called the Akai MPC. So because this was a new piece of kit to Jimmy, he didn't really understand it or know how to use it. Alex thought it would be a fun idea to ask Jimmy to write a song over the weekend using just the MPC 
and then coming back into the studio's first thing on Monday and playing him what he came up with. So Jimmy accepted the challenge and the first thing he put down were some jazz chords. He didn't really know how the machine worked, but he figured out how to loop the chords. So next came the bass line and Jimmy played it drunk or sloppy. And this sort of gives it that swung loose feeling that Jay Diller is famous for. And finally, he needed some drums, so he programmed in this simple drum beat. So hopefully you'll be able to hear there that the drums are quite straight and rigid, and they're missing that swing that Jay Diller had mastered so well. Jimmy was frustrated with the way that the song sounded. He couldn't get the MPC to swing the drums in the way that he wanted to, so he gave up on writing the song for the night. The next day, Jimmy went back into the studio and played Alex the demo that he'd worked on the night before. Alex really liked the demo and Jimmy just said he was frustrated with it because he couldn't figure out how to get the MPC to swing. Alex said, ah, oh, that's easy, and pressed two buttons on the MPC and added the swing to the drums. Here's what the new swing pattern sounded like on the drums. This was then layered with some hand claps to give it some extra swing, but also to give the snare some extra power to help it cut through the mix. So if you actually look up Got Till It's Gone on Wikipedia or Spotify, or perhaps you actually own the CD, if you look at the cover, it says Got Till It's Gone featuring Joni Mitchell and Q-Tip. And though it does feature Joni Mitchell, it's not a newly recorded vocal. It's actually a sample from her 1970 hit, Big Yellow Taxi. Here's a little snippet of that song. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. With a pink hotel, a boutique and a swinging hot spot. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. So at some point working on the album, Jimmy, Terry and Janet sparked off a conversation about Joni Mitchell and how much they were all fans of her work. Jimmy then put forward the idea of possibly sampling her on the record. So Janet and Jimmy decided to phone Joni and actually ask her if she'd be up for being sampled. To their surprise, Joni said yes and said that she was excited to hear what they came up with. So now that they've got the all clear from Joni, Jimmy decided to sample Big Yellow Taxi. He took the line from the chorus, don't it always seem to go, that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And it's at a point in the chorus where the song has like an instrumental break, where it's just the sound of a faint guitar, a hi-hat and a triangle playing at the same time that Joni sings. Don't it always seem to go, that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. It paradise, put up a parking lot. So Jimmy sampled the Joni track using an AMS sampler and he hooked the AMS sampler up to the MPC. Doing it this way meant that he could trigger the sample at different points in the song. Here's a snippet of the sample stem from the multi-track. Don't it always seem 
to go that you don't know what you've got till it's don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's you don't know what you've got till it's gone but that wasn't quite hip-hop enough for Jimmy, so he decided to use his N-Sonic MR76 to put some fake DJ scratches in between the spaces of the sample. Now it would sound like a DJ scratching on top of the song. He applied some EQ to the sample, and this is what it sounded like. Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's you don't know what you've got till it's gone so now we have a demo instrumental of the song done with all the stems put together this is what we've got not bad so now that this early demo was done, Jimmy and Terry took a plane to New York to meet Janet and Q-Tip at the Hit Factory studio. For the arrangement of the song, they knew they wanted to use the Joni sample for the chorus and have Janet sing the verses and the bridge, and then Q-Tip would come in and rap over the middle eight. For the verses, Jimmy and Terry wrote a melody for Janet to sing, but for some reason it didn't quite fit with the song, it just didn't work that well. So that version for the verse up until now has never been heard. Here's a little snippet. Let me take you back when I had a rock the light blame. Grab a throw a ride a kicker. Dirty one she was framed. Never cared too much about how all the boys had nicer toys. One day when I was alone and looked around my darling's gone. He forgot that. As you can hear, it's catchy, but it hasn't got that something. So Janet took time out, went away, and came up with a new melody for the verse. This is what that sounds like. Have a feeling, now believing that you are the one I was meant to be with. Oh, how I'm wishing, thinking, dreaming about you and the love. After the verses, you've got the bridge, and for this, Janet sang the same melody as the chords, and then she harmonized with herself, and this is what that sounds like. Next up, it was Q Tip's turn to record and he pretty much nailed it in two or three takes. Here's an alternative take to Q-Tip's rap than the one that was on the final record. Now you realizing when them nights go long, right? Campaign for me to stay when you know that I'm gone, right? You act all wild. When I tell you to settle, I was working around the clock, but your girls won the medal. Talk about I heard he swims with this chick on the beach. That was out with the tie, but my love you impeach. Now you looking at the walls, head in hand, cold jonesing, ringing my house, hanging up and imposing. Now why you wanna go and do that, love, huh? He did his main rap, some doubles, and some ad libs. One particular ad-lib caught the ear of Jimmy and Terry, and he sang Joni Mitchell Never Lies. Here's a snippet of that. You never ever realize, realize, lies. Uh. 
Joni Mitchell never lies, 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 lies. What? Jimmy and Terry loved that line so much that they actually decided to sample it and use it on every single chorus. There's lots of layers in the song that are buried and hidden in the mix. There's what sounds like a crackling old vinyl record that plays throughout the song, but it's actually, wait for it, bacon. Then there's what is possibly my favourite layer, which is two layers of a conversation between Q-Tip and Janet. My guess is that they did this to have a sort of soundscape layer, like a layer that's really quiet and barely audible, but sort of gives the song some texture. It's a pretty funny conversation and they don't really know what to talk about. So they talk about their time filming a few years ago and Q-Tip asks if it's Janet's first on-screen kiss. So wait a minute. Okay, let's just for the record. Okay. If anybody asks you, who was your first on-screen on kiss? It's you. All right. No, yes, on-screen kiss. Yes, that's it was right. you. That's it right. It was Tip. That's right. On-screen, not on TV. On-screen, yes. On-screen, see? And then Q-Tip gives Janet some rapping lessons. But then the song finishes just as Janet is about to start rapping. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to say one line and you say the line. I'm going to say it, then you're going to go. Okay, now All right? Okay. So you finish it off. Righteous. Okay, okay. So we're in the studio. We're here in New York. Mm. New York, uh, in the studio, in New York. It's over. <laughs> There's also a funny moment on Janet's scratch vocal where she yawns just before she's about to start singing. And finally, there's a layer called Janet Ghetto Gossip that only plays once in the entire record. And that's pretty much everything that's in the record. It was released as a single on September 22nd in 1997 and was a hit on urban radio, but for some reason pop radio didn't really touch it. Now the story could end there but there's two controversies that surround this record that I think are worth mentioning. On July 1998, one year after its release, Janet and the producers were sued by British singer Desiree. She claimed that Janet had borrowed a vocal melody from her 1992 song, Feel So High. Here's a little clip of that. Cause I feel so high Now compare that to the verse on the final version of Got Till It's Gone. Whether intentional or not, they do sound similar. Desiree now earns 25% of the publishing royalties for the song and later stated a quote, my aim wasn't to get money out of her. The second controversy is worth mentioning, but I personally don't believe it's true. Whilst on tour in the Netherlands in 2003, Jay Diller gave an audio interview in which he stated that he and Q-Tip produced the original version of Got Till It's Gone, and that when the single was released, his name wasn't on the credits. Now the thing is, Jay Diller did remix Got Till It's Gone, and his remix was released as a B-side to the single. 
Personally, I feel that maybe Jay Diller was angry that his remix didn't get more recognition and exposure, as the B-side was only on certain releases of the single, like promo versions and remix EPs, etc. Maybe he didn't like that Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis took such heavy influence from him. I mean, it's pretty well documented that Jimmy and Terry wrote the song. Whenever they give interviews, everything that they mention is consistent and matches up with what's in this multi-track. Janet even says Jimmy's name several times in the recordings. Jimmy? Oh, that shit is funny, Jimmy. Oh my god, Jimmy, that is so funny to me. And Q-Tip mentions that he likes the track, to which Janet replies, I'm glad you do, as if Q-Tip's never heard the song before. So I like this track. I'm glad you do. I don't know what to say, actually. So there you have it. Got Till It's Gone remains one of Janet Jackson's biggest hits, and to date is her third most popular song on her Spotify page. Be sure to go check the song out on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, or wherever you listen to music. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and if you did, please like and subscribe, and be sure to check in next time as we dissect another multi-track master.